Into the Apex is brought to you by our sponsors, Bad Weather Brewing Company, out of St. Paul, Minnesota, with craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA. On tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs at badweatherbrewery.com. This episode is also brought to you by our racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at greathirehr.com. And finally, this episode is sponsored by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality meaning they want their customers to know what their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitments to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Rascal Wheels offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. Where the world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex Podcast. And it's Into the Apex, episode 19 for MadSimRacing.com. It's Tyler, Rob, Bradley, and Bruce Perry with us again for the endurance racing. Uh, and we're in between the 24 hours of Daytona, the virtual that we completed, and the real this weekend uh, for IMSA. And uh, we're kind of celebrating at the team tonight. It's a little bit of a, a wrap party because we spent a couple of months straight, uh, and maybe a little more than that, uh, getting ready and looking forward to this event. I think there was a lot of excitement the night before. That was the last time we were all here talking on Into the Apex. And uh, everybody kind of was was buzzed for it. There was some energy. Uh, people were having trouble sleeping. I mean, it was kind of like literally the kid before Christmas on Christmas Eve, waiting for this big thing you're looking forward to uh, as much as went into it. Uh, and then you get there on Saturday morning, and uh, iRacing decides to have uh, basically a Y2K moment and completely shut down and, uh, a, little, and a little bit of drama and frustration and, and uh, social media buzz. Uh, Bradley and Rob, I know you and, uh, and I were in our, our very first race at Le Mans in 2020 and kind of experienced that because we couldn't get into uh, the regular session that Saturday morning and ended up having to go into that 11 a.m. Uh, quickly created session to kind of usher people in. So there was a little bit of difficulty there, uh, but it was kind of short-lived. Uh, last weekend, and I don't want to focus too, I don't want to be too negative. We did get a race in and we did have fun uh, and had some good results, but uh, there's still some talk about how it was handled, how long it lasted. I mean, we really thought that we would not have a race on Saturday. Yeah, there was a point where I was thinking it wasn't going to happen because like going back to Le Mans, like you said, when we did that, that was my first ever endurance race of any kind. And 
they had all messed up, but I think it was like an hour delay. It was the next hour. They had another session that went up and we were off and going, but it was like four hours this time. And when you're already up a couple hours before start time, and then you tack on that four hours and you're doing a 24 hour race, like I was f- just, my brain was done by the end of it. So having that four hours or six hours earlier being done would have been nice. Yeah, that was, that was something. I mean, just the weight was torture, torture. And uh, uh, <laughs> if I can talk, uh, just <laughs> Bradley, you take it, take it away. What do you think? Yeah, I was with Rob. There was uh, <clears throat> as it got closer to, I mean, we were all saying if it's not done by lunch, well, people on the forums were saying if it's not done by lunch, we're not going to have it. Um, and as the time ticked away and there was really no official answer for my racing other than now oh, we're looking into it. I think the consensus we all had in the, on the discord was they don't know what the hell's happened. So how, how do we, they even know how long it's going to take to fix. And honestly, there was a, a good little amount of time where I thought, well, this is going to get pushed a few weeks down the road. We've all arranged our schedules. Um, everyone's ready to go. And that, I mean, that would have just ruined the entire effort for not only our team, but everybody else's. So yeah, I was with him. I didn't think there was a bit where I didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen. And then the, I think the confidence level, certainly in our group guys was, that it may not even happen successfully the second go around because it was kind of like a band-aid fix. Um, and if you read, I don't have, have any of you read the official debrief on the forums about what exactly happened that no, morning. No, I, I don't think that. I saw it, but no, I don't, I did not. Myself. So, uh, so it looked like I could have had it wrong, but I, I read it really quickly at work this morning, but it looks like uh, from what Gre- Greg West had put on the Facebook, it was going to happen again. And uh, they had to do a quick patch, like right there in the moment and basically override and force it to to continue putting people into splits oh that's right i did hear that to, yeah. Yeah, to elaborate a little bit on it um there's a timeout like if right. the session if the, the the system can't put everyone in splits in a certain amount of time it times out and i don't know what it was 20 minutes half half hour maybe i don't know um and that's what happened so it crashed all the scheduling so that's what they had to fix. They had to basically take away that uh, time limit so they yeah. could just do it forever. That's actually kind of what it felt like when we got around oh, yeah. the second go around, right? Yeah. And it, uh, I mean, it was interesting because they said the just the sheer volume of teams. And the, I guess the difficulty was, wasn't that there was that many people trying to get on. It wasn't a server capacity issue. It was the new system of sorting for endurance races. It was the fact that we have to claim drivers. So whereas before you only had one team driver uh, registering and entering the session and specifically registering the session to try to get the best I rating split, it didn't matter this time. So everybody registered at one time and it just, they said that overwhelmed it in a way. Um, And I think they said they shut down. That's why me and Rob were having issues getting on to begin with. And it timed us out to join the session. Once we were registered, it's because they said they can, anyone trying to get into the beta UI, they had to cancel those and so the only way you could get in at that point was through the, the web interface. And they said that was overloading the system. So it sounded like a lot of problems at one time. Yeah. Cause I was in, uh, and, a, and I think I was in and you guys were, you two were having trouble for our into the apex team. And, uh, you kept uh, Xing out basically of the beta UI and trying to refresh it, get back in. Uh, it worked for me initially. And then did you guys get through or did Rob, I think, was it you that got through on the, just the web interface? No, I've never, since I'm late to iRacing, I've never used the web to join a race before. I'm uh, a pure UI. 
because that was the big uh, one of the big complaints during and after the whole thing was uh, the level of communication uh, by iRacing. That was probably the big well, two criticisms. One, everybody, I think a lot of people were saying they should have known of the popularity. They should have planned for this and been prepared. This always happens. Uh, and two, there should have been more communication over the hours uh, of what's going on. Is there a chance that it, that it's going to not go? Uh, what are the odds? Like, give us some transparency on that uh, a little quicker uh, than what actually happened. Uh, we were all kind of in panic. We were all in uh, intelligence mode. We had people on our team looking at Twitter, Reddit, forums, uh, everything that we could look at to try to gather some information. And uh, things were moving quickly. Uh, because you had up to 7,000 plus individuals entering this event, uh, big names, big sponsors, big teams. And uh, there was people were getting frustrated. And I mean, we had people uh, taken off work. We had people uh, clearing their schedules for this particular weekend. Uh, people that were uncertain whether they would be able to race if the race was rescheduled for two weeks or more. Uh, it just, I mean, what a, uh, and we weren't sure that second time that it refreshed around noon uh, that it would work. It took about 20 minutes or more to get into the to the splits that were set out. Um, but what do you guys think about some of those criticisms? Do you hear after the fact? Uh, sure, we got the race in. We're we're satisfied with that. Uh, do you guys think those criticisms of iRacing are valid? Uh, are they overblown? What do you guys think about it? Oh, they're completely valid because. Look at how much time people put into it. People have sponsors. Like it's not my nephew trying to get in his evening fortnight before he has <laughs> right, right, before, right. Like this, this was weeks and weeks for some people. So for it to and to have that, just the prospect of it was literally it was, it was deflating to have that prospect that this might not go down, and for them to just kind of sit there and let everyone kind of form their own opinions by just right. congregating oh, yeah. on Twitter, which made it way worse. It's like, it was the equivalent of going on WebMD and Googling something like <laughs> strange pain behind my eye. Yeah. They, they let us stew on it for just enough time to get good and mad at them. That's just it. You know, the whole vagueness that that's what I don't like about it. Just give you all this vagueness. Like don't really give me any answers and you just sort of sit there and you let it, you know, you're letting it simmer and you're just getting mad. You know, I pay a lot of money for this service and really every yeah. year, this is something's going to happen with this. I mean, yeah, you know, you're right. And people put in so much time and effort and take off work and, and plan their lives around this event and plus other events. And, uh, I don't know to have this happen. Just is really, really disappointing every, every year. I know. Yeah. And it's the, the mix of reaction on the forums. Half the people or a good portion are like, oh, it's just a video game. Relax. And then half the people <laughs> are like, we, yeah, we pay all this money. We spend all this time. I'm like, yeah, it is a video game. I get that. But at the same time, we do pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. And we do we do spend a lot of time on it. I mean, that's our choice. But still, I mean, it's it's customer service like any other product or service you would you would get. You expect it to work when you pay for it. And if it doesn't work, well, you kind of have an issue there. Yeah, if you go to the movies and the and the film breaks, you know, yeah, you get your <laughs> well, money back. Which they money did, back. In, in their defense, they gave us a five dollar credit. They, they, yeah, I was gonna. That was the next thing I was gonna ask you guys. Has, has everybody gotten and spent their? Uh, I haven't looked at it. Their iRacing bribe. I I haven't looked. I got iRacing, it. iRacing I got hush it. money. I got yeah hush yeah I got it and I bought Bathurst. Uh, so of course, with five dollars, you're not gonna fully buy any content yeah, so you, so. you're giving them more money they ended up making more money off of me i mean for, for, yeah you're based that's probably why they did that because you're going to give them back at least five dollars 
when you make a purchase and you're going to use it. So I did. I bought Bathurst because yeah. that's coming up. And, and I mean, this is what I'll say. We're going to, we may be critical of iRacing here. And uh, if we're fortunate to have anybody from iRacing ever listen, um, I mean, we're still, we're still here. We're not going anywhere. We still love it. It's still the best in town as far as we're concerned. Um, but we're going to let off some steam at the same time because there was, I had that feeling we've got all these people. I mean, how many people would we've had 30 even at a minimum? Oh, that's the racing. Yeah. 37. Yeah. Like that? All these people gathered uh, and ready to roll. And uh, I really had that feeling uh, as the second attempt was kind of not rolling, not happening. Uh, I had that feeling that this is not happening today. It's, well, what we all mentally prepared for is about to be completely different. We're, our day is about to clear. And uh, I was sure of that. I, I'm really more surprised that the event started and got underway and got finished, uh, you know, than anything else. Yeah, I, yeah, I was I gutted. Agree. I was just gutted when, when that thing crashed. I just put my headphones down. And I just walked away from my simmering. Like, <laughs> you know, you guys, I know we were all in, in the Discord chatting and all. And right. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I just yeah. couldn't do it. I walked away. Oh, it's, it's, it was it's so frustrating to put all that time in. And, and it's like, I mean, there was no, there's no guarantee that, that it won't happen again. I mean, I guess they'll, they had it fixed. It still took a long time. And I think there's still valid questions about how to speed the whole process up during these special events. So, I mean, like, I don't know about Bathurst and how popular that one is, but certainly uh, for Lamar and some of the other ones, I mean, they, they got some work to do and they've, in fairness to them, after the fact, they've been transparent about it and they've said things about it, but have they not done that every single time? It's kind of the, the issue I think a lot of people have with iRacing right now is it's just a repetitive year, yearly thing when it comes to special events. Well, is this the worst yet? Is this the worst kind of glitch? I think so. That was the consensus on the forums is that this was the worst one by far. Yeah, well, so, we've done... All the twenty four since Lamar, haven't we? Like, yeah, only only Earth. I mean, Lamar, we had that trouble. Lamar's probably the next most popular, if I had to assume. Uh, maybe Nurburgring, but probably Lamar for sure, as far as name. Uh, Spa, we had no drama, no issue, none at all. Yeah, and uh, and that's it. I mean, we really this is this will have been our third twenty four hour event, as far as me, me, Bradley, and Rob. Um, and that's two out of three that we've had some kind of issue uh, that took us mentally out of it. And that's the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, the three of us here. And then Bruce, you were on an, a, a little bit of a higher split team with Ray's Apollo uh, black. I can speak for us three and we can kind of put some input in that. And, and I think we all noticed it in some of our competitors out there as the race started around one o'clock or a little, a little bit uh, after uh, people's heads weren't quite as in the game. I think everybody was a little fatigued. I mean, if you were in North America, you woke up early to get prepared and registered and ready to roll. Um, and so you were kind of, you know, you had your caffeine or whatever you did to prep and that's kind of worn off and it's already the afternoon and four hours have passed. And, and I felt that affected the actual driving, the actual skill and ability of some of the people uh, as we started, it, it kind of makes you not as sharp. Uh, do you guys think that's true? Do you notice that? I, I did in my split. Like I have to say, I, I was pleasantly surprised how well everything went in our split, especially turn one lap wrong. You know, we, we, <laughs> and we didn't really have any guys saying, be careful, turn one. So <laughs> nobody was that guy. No one was that guy. You know, 
And I was really pleased with our split. I think we were in the 17th and yeah, it went very smoothly. So, you know, thank God because didn't really need any more traumatic experiences that, that yeah <laughs> i think i think if you had been wrecked after waiting for four hours and not knowing i think uh, bruce would have destroyed his sim rig it might have he would need a, he would need to replace the monitors at least yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be on tonight that would be ugly <laughs> um so yeah we we put some time in uh given i racing their their uh, fair share of uh, criticism let's go to the actual racing i mean we did get the event in we got it done it happened uh, we didn't do too bad as a team ourselves and uh, interested in, in all the other teams and people that listen to us, not not a part of our team and, and how you did. Um, but it was, I mean, it was a solid race. It uh, uh, As far as the Into the Apex, your friendly hosts here in, in our LMP2 effort and our beautiful LMP2 car, uh, we were pretty pleased. We had rough times the first hour. Uh, David Contreras was our pro driver. And uh, had some bad luck in the first hour. We had to do some repairs for eight minutes or so in the pits and kind of got a disadvantage. We're about dropped down to about 25th after being in the top five. And uh, it took us some hours, but we eventually got to like fourth, fifth at our highest as we recovered. Yeah, you guys it was good. Yeah, it was a long haul. Like it just having to make our way, like it took longer than i thought to get through all the traffic after we had that little mishap in the beginning like i thought we were going to get right back up there a lot quicker than that but just everybody was just on a solid pace for a first bet yeah those lmp2s are, are very solid and we we got unlucky because twice and we'll talk about the second time bradley i'll let you tell that story yeah um we got unlucky because those lmp2s that's the thing that everybody talks about with them is those things are tanks i mean you can pump people out of the way with the front of those and and keep your speed just about but the weak spot of those things are the wheels. If you make a strong side hit, your wheels all sideways, and you're going to have at least 10 minutes required repair. And we had that happen. Uh, both hits were side, hard, fast uh, side impacts. Uh, one, The first one in that first hour was to the inside uh, pit exit wall going into turn one. Uh, David got a little loose and uh, lost it, and it just collected into the left side of that wall. Um from there, the rest of the, just about all of the other 23 hours, um, thereabouts, uh, definitely more than 12 hours, uh, we all executed. Rob, myself, Bradley, I mean, I'll speak well for all of us. Uh, David for his stints, um, Matt Johnson for his, um, executed. We had clean, uh, incident-free uh, laps and stints, and that, that got us back up to the top five. And then, Bradley, uh, I think you were driving when we had some bad luck. Yeah, I think I was. If I'm not mistaken, I've watched the video clip of that. It's actually saved in my phone. I've watched it a lot. <laughs> um, but Why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> I know it's, it's torturous, but uh, no, I'm, I mean, it was, so the situation that we had there is pretty much, it cost us the top five for sure. We would have had, uh, given the attrition and we, this was within Howdy. the last six hours. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we would have been at least fourth, if not third, um, had we run a clean race from that point. But so yeah, going into the West Horseshoe there, uh, just passing through the kink, I'd gotten into right behind some GT3 traffic, or not, I'm sorry, GTE traffic. Didn't have any GT3s in our split. Um, so we were behind some slower traffic in the Into the Apex car. There was another LMP2 in front of me. Um, so I was going slow not to hit him. He was going slow to stay behind the slower traffic. 
Um, nobody was making moves to pass. It wasn't the right place to do it pretty much the whole race. Our strategy as a team, um, at least I think the most of us, was to just follow the slower cars through unless they gave us an obvious opening. Uh, because people weren't acting predictably. It was kind of the lower split, not the bottom split. Um, so it was just a safer way to do it, you know? Right. Um, so I'm minding my business. I, I leave. There's a LMP2 coming up hot behind me. And I had a feeling, oh, he's not going to be satisfied just following these cars. Like, it's kind of a bottleneck here. So uh, I kind of moved to the left a little bit. In the video, you can see just slightly I open up a little bit of space for him to go to my right. If he wants to dive in and pass me there, I was just going to let him. I mean, he's not going to get by the three or four cars in that train. Um, sure enough, he dives in, goes for the move. He cuts it really close. I, I still am not sure if it hadn't have been for the net code, uh, if he wouldn't have just taken us out or at least the guy that LMP in front of us, because he came in way too hot. He shouldn't have made the movie made. Um, but either way it clipped us, pushed us right into the wall. Like Tyler said, tire side first or side of the car first. And of course damaged the wheels to the point that we just barely made it around. Um, gave us, what was it, Tyler? Like, was it 20 minute repair? It was a good, wanna, a good amount of time. Yeah, I, want, I don't think I, I was actually taking a nap when that happened. I wasn't awake when that happened. Yeah, David was um, when it happened. Right. I think, I think uh, yeah, it was there, there too. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was 20, but I think it was like 16 or something. Yeah, it was maybe. a good amount. Oh, that's rough. I, didn't re- I yeah. actually did not know. I thought it was eight, eight or 10. No, it was, it was pretty substantial. We actually had two. One, the second, uh, so that one damaged the wheels permanently. We got the whole body fixed, yeah. but David took over after that because I was so frustrated and uh, we lost speed. And the we the car wanted to turn strongly to the left, so we, it would still run. We just had to compensate. Yeah, uh, I woke up to this, which is the way it always happens, yeah. right? You always think you're, I'm going. If I go to sleep, something terrible is going to happen. I'm going to wake up. We're running great when I go to sleep, and because yeah. I go to sleep, we're going. I'm going to wake up and we're dead last, or, or the race is done. Yeah, well, we and we didn't fall. Uh, what did we fall to? Maybe P8 towards tenth or so. Yeah. I think. Yeah, when I think I after up, that we, we after that we ended up, up when I woke up. Yeah, we I think we fell just out of the top ten, and then we gained back and ultimately finished P eight. But uh, yeah, so yeah, that was not bad. P eight, yeah, and it was net code. That's the thing you can well, clearly was, see. It. Yeah, let me uh, let me add if anybody listening that uh, would like to see this, if you go to our Twitter uh, at Mad Sim Racer R A C E R, Rob actually uh, tweeted this uh, video clip of this, and I retweeted it on our Mad Sim Racing Facebook. So at Mad Sim Racer R A C E R. There's a th- a little short video clip of the wreck we're talking about. It's uh, coming out of the kink, going into that West Horseshoe. Uh, you actually send a cone flying so fast that it disappears into the wall. Uh, but yeah, it's a hard, fast. End. I mean, if you're at the basically at your top speed at the end, coming through the kink, right where you're going to start on the brakes, going through that horseshoe. Uh, so you're as fast as possible in the infield with that uh, left side tire impact. I mean, you. Didn't go engine first. You went left side, yeah, left side tire first, full speed into that wall. So it was it was rough. Yeah, and the grass didn't do us any favors either. No. Just slide in there. But yeah, it was. Uh, so that's another issue we have. I think we saw more than one time that it was net code. Um, yeah, you had three with you specifically, Brad. Yeah. You had that one that happened. You had another one where a guy registered him as kind of giving you a tap on your back right uh-huh. wheel. I remember that. And there's. A- one going into the bus stop where you like had to lock up to try to not go into the GTE. Uh, yeah. it, and the guy got mad at me because I did. That was my fault. That was my fault. I was so zoned out for a minute because it was, I was so tired that I was like, I was right behind the LMP and I missed 
the breaking marker I've been using, which was that dark patch of pavement just before the bus stop. And because he was in front of me, I just missed it and broke too late and had to lock him up. And I wasn't going to run into him, but I net coded him and punted him. And then I ran through the bus stop, had to take the penalty. And he got mad at me. I mean, it's, yeah, it's my fault. But that ended up just like the other one. I mean, yeah, I guess we were, I was in the giving and the receiving in that situation. <laughs> There's but, some balance uh, there. But that's the other question is what's, I mean, the net code issue, is that something I racing can fix or is that like just connection issues with individuals? I mean, is that something they really can't control? Well, I know Rob, Rob tweeted, can we get another five bucks for that net code with that video on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. iRacing didn't respond. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would be surprised. But uh, yeah, I mean, that that's a legitimate issue is if you have, what if you was the top split in a race and you're racing for legitimate cash prize money and is broadcasted and covered and sponsored by a major company and it's it's the race is messed up and ruined or results changed because of netcode what do you chalk that up as as all part of it yeah like a part breaking in real life yeah i guess okay i mean we do all know it happens yeah i guess we don't just deal with like general failures in the car yeah Yeah, exactly you don't get a flat tire so look at that as your yeah i mean that's what i was saying if if legitimately it was like internet connection on your side then then yeah, it's on you to to improve your equipment, just like it would be if you're in a race car. Have better equipment. If your brakes fail, get better brakes. So I don't know. I guess the problem is I'm not as well informed on on that topic. No, <laughs> nor am I. Yeah, Bruce. I know you had you guys. We were getting reports just every couple of hours uh, for our team cars. You were driving the Rays Apollo Black LMP2, uh, all pro entry. And uh, you guys were looking at a podium until what was it? It was it was kind of heartbreaking. You guys were right down to the towards the end, and you had trouble. Yeah, it was kind of just the opposite. What you had, where you guys had it in the beginning there a little bit. Uh, we ran twenty three hours and fifty minutes <sighs> with. I mean, we were we executed. We had zero zero. Optional repairs in the pits. Wow. All race. I mean, that's what we gave. We, as our team, always, we, Josh and Miles and I have raced together for many years. And, you know, we've come to that conclusion. That's the goal. No time in the pits. That's going to win us races. And it, and it works. And, and that got us up to, took a while, but we got up to third after starting fourth. Um, we dropped back a little bit in the beginning. We had a lot of fast guys in there. So, you know, it, it, it was working. And throughout the night, we, we climbed up to the podium. And, you know, that last hour, we were third with fourth breathing down our neck. Couldn't relax. Couldn't couldn't take a break. It just cruised to the mm-hmm. end. So, you know, Miles was finishing up. He's, he's our fast guy. And, you know, we we're all getting tired by then, obviously. I mean, it's, it was more than 24 hours because we were up earlier and started late you know and we're all probably getting tired at the end and miles came into the bus stop and i think he might have thought it was a you know a gt e or whatever in front of him instead it was like a lambo gt3 and i think he misjudged the speed difference and that uh, i guess that's turn 10 where you start exiting the bus stop he caught the inside of the curb yeah, like the inside curb there, he caught the mm. inside of it with the front and it and it threw the car and he did exactly what you were talking about. You hit the front tires on the wall just right 
and we got a meatball. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes to go, and we got a meatball. And he got it into pits. It was terrible. You know, couldn't steer it worse than them. And he got into pits, and it's like eight minutes required. Uh. It's like, there goes that. I mean, I, I was – and I just tuned away from him. I was going through the field looking for fourth and seeing how traffic was going to play out, you know, who's going to catch traffic and, you know, how's this going to work. And, um, yeah, next thing I know, I hear – you got wheel damage. Oh. <laughs> and I hear Miles go. That's the worst. Yeah. Racing. Is there any worse thing? None. There really isn't. Right. And uh, I was just like heartbroken. I like, we did everything right. We with the whole race and you know, Miles, Hey, no discredit to him. I mean, he's raced on my team with me and Josh for eight years or so now. I could probably count on one hand and all the 24 hour races we've done. And I'm not just talking about Daytona. I'm talking Nürburgring and the others. And I probably count on one hand, the incidents he's had, <laughs> if that, yeah. right. I mean, so it's just one of those things, you know, it's bound to happen to all of us at some point, you know, we've all done it. And uh, right. yeah, I know he felt bad, <laughs> you know, and Hey, he's in our, our, uh, our league, uh, uh, you know, Monday nights. Yeah, he's about to be basically be the debut champion for LMP2. Yeah, exactly. and so it's you, about to be locked. It's pretty much locked in. I think it is right. The road challenge. Yeah, it is. And I think it is mathematically locked in. So you know what, what he's capable oh, of. Yeah. And it just oh yeah. Oh, Ten minutes to go. Yeah, I mean, that's that's gutting for anybody. It, it was I mean, terrible. Things happen over twenty four hours, and uh, that's a tough break because you guys you guys would have been our top finishers. We had, I think, our top finish of Mad Sim Racing was P5, yep. MSR Yellow. Yep. Uh, good on them for that. And uh, but we had, I mean, you guys. We had two other teams, uh, the Rays Apollo Blue. Yep. They dominated. They led so much of their race. At one point, had a at least a one full lap of a of a gap as the P1 LMP2. Two laps, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. At one point, at least that. Actually, I thought maybe I saw Chris say something about three laps or yeah, about to be that maybe laps. so. Yeah, they had yeah. an excellent lead. I mean, it was secure if you just stay out of the pits, and they had tough luck. Uh, our Roscoe Wheels BMW GTE team, one of our two BMW teams, uh, they were leading the race, and they got wrecked foolishly by another competitor. Uh, there's actually a video clip, a YouTube clip on the podcast page of MadSibRacing.com under show notes uh, of our of the team captain there, Doug Buchanan, um, and and shows what happened with that. That was probably the, one of the more egregious incidents against our team, especially the P1 GTE car. It was really a kind of a dumb thing that happened. Uh, a pass, I want to say, below the apron. Uh, as I navigate my way to kind of watch this again and see what happened they were wrecked definitely wrecked from the lead um yeah charlie was driving at that point right charlie yeah 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 that was like that was the dumbest pass attempt i think i've ever seen and it wasn't for position it was it was a a lapped gte as i'm pulling up the video uh go to madsonracing.com click podcast it's on the show notes uh there's it looks like a corvette a yellow corvette comes up and and is drafting our bmw and kind of gets up on the bumper and has a run they're in the corner and he swerves under the yellow line to the left onto the apron and spins out our car which is the leading bmw i mean what a terrible racecraft move and lmp2 uh passes high 
and they're just all over the place. And our car is in the video, you'll see it's absolutely destroyed. I mean, it, it hits the outside way. It, it gets hooked like Daryl Earnhardt at Daytona for Christ's sake. Mm. I mean, that's an ugly, painful accident. And uh, they're, they did, they ended up being the only car that didn't finish uh, because it just completely wrecked the car. Even after repairs, the car was way too slow. It was, it was way too dangerous. And that happened quite early in the 24 hours. Uh, that was the tragedy. That was the, the heartbreak of the of at least our team's effort. Uh, I mean, you feel for all the teams. I mean, I'm sure other teams had worse luck than that. Uh, there may be people out there that, that were in this race that had a fatal wreck within the first 30 minutes. I mean, uh, it is a risk that you take. You, you can be cautious and try to avoid it, but sometimes uh, things just happen quickly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's racing, as they say, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's not, I mean, that's awful. And then in a very high sp- high speed place, I think a lot of us have seen that clip going around on Reddit of the uh, BMW that going into the uh, r- yeah. the o- the road part of the track gets kind of pushed out. It's questionable whether it was his own fault, but he gets pushed out into the grass and then goes through the grass <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as I have a German Shepherd here trying to speak. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh... <laughs> take it up Tyler. he he goes uh two by two uh to the right into turn one uh going towards the international horseshoe maybe halfway there and uh kind of makes a dumb move and i wouldn't say he gets punted i think he more causes himself to get punted yeah that's that's what i thought and uh goes th- and, and keeps going through the grass all the way t- uh cutting all the way through the infield portion uh to the uh west horseshoe and he and I th- and what what I said was really skilled marksmanship uh, guides his BMW into the BMW he was beside that he probably thinks punted him, and he he rams at full speed into that BMW and takes it out as an obvious retaliation. Uh, he's aiming for it. He's he starts steering towards the end and aims towards it. Uh, I'm thinking that takes a lot of skill to get through that grass, keep your car facing straight. Uh, and then find your target and and execute and meet your target. I mean, that gentleman should yeah. be <laughs> flying a fighter jet. Yeah, I've got so many questions about that. I mean, obviously <laughs> it was dark, so obviously they his team or he had been in the race for for quite a while, for several hours. Um, the hit wasn't that strong of a hit. I mean, it just pushed him. He just the got pushed. Yeah, he could have recovered and continued the race. But he made a split-second decision to end his race by a head-on collision. Probably his membership at Ireland. Yeah, yeah, that was for sure. But, I mean, why did he ruin his own race, his team's race, another team's race, when he could have been continued on? I have so many questions about the mindset behind that. We had that happen to us last year. Oh, Uh, boy. Don't know why the guy took us out. No reason at all. We didn't have any problems with the team. And Josh was just running laps and – I think in the turn two, NASCAR turn two banking there, guy just drove from the top of the track down into our door and destroyed the car. Um, I mean, we finished, I think we finished fifth or something, but it destroyed our chances for the race. They were out, destroyed their car, and of course we protested them, and I think uh, they got a little suspension. But yeah, why would you do that to the rest of your team too? Don't Don't understand it. Well, road rage. I guess. Uh, we've all seen it. We've all heard it. Uh, I heard – I don't think Bradley heard it. I was watching in the closing hour, hour and a half 
Bradley closed out our our uh, race. Um, and there was there were some fired up people at the end of that, and I mean, people were delirious probably. But um, I uh, I mean, this is an uncensored program, so maybe I can kind of kind of run through what they said. I mean, they had me laughing out loud; it was hilarious. But the uh, the guy that was saying it was uh, obviously at the end of his rope, uh, going on hour twenty four. Um, on the fence on whether I should recite it or not. You know, we may have kids listening. You never know. We may no, have some sixteen-year-old eye racers. True. <laughs> we we have sponsors. Can you, to can you paraphrase? Uh, I can I can kind of paint a picture here. So, okay. Uh, this this gentleman, uh, very detached from uh, emotion, uh, cues up the all teams and uh, tells a particular driver uh, that he is uh, enjoys sucking phalluses. And, uh, and, uh, and then, uh, something else apparently happens later on and somebody else causes some trouble for him. And he says, you also enjoy sucking phalluses. And he said, you guys shouldn't be racing. You should be sucking each other's phalluses. Is that, uh, is that censored enough for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we get, the, we get have the picture, picture. get the yeah. picture. Um, so, and he, and the way he said it was almost in a sing song, happy, like, could care less. I'm done with this voice. I mean, this is hour 23 and a half. I think when this starts happening, uh, there's a lot of chatter, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, barking back and forth at, at each other. Yeah. You get that. Uh, I mean, you get that in any kind of session an I racing session, but you, you're stuck with the same guys for 24 yeah. hours. Like them or not. Yeah. Relationships build <laughs> in that time. Yeah, I mean, you. Some people were friendly with each other, and uh, you're not perfect all the time. I've I had my I had some angry headlights flashed at me, uh, but then I also had some people thank me as an LMP two for for waiting until certain places to pass. I mean, I, I had people happy with me and people unhappy with me. It's twenty four hour race. Yeah, I mean, I think the majority of our our split was pretty clean. I mean, there was here and there you'd have people grumbling, saying that was a dumb move, but for the most part, it was quiet. Yeah, and I make myself cringe sometimes in any, in any eye race. It's like oh, yeah. uh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, sometimes I just don't engage. Uh, yeah, not, you know, I don't. I just let it go. It's like I know, I know, I got it. I know. Yeah. How many uh, PMs did you guys get throughout the race? Zero, unless they happened when I was asleep. Uh, no, the one, but well, the one where we got punted, that was Neko. They actually said sorry. Oh, okay. But they said it was Neko. They were like, sorry, uh, that was Neko. But I mean, we we didn't say anything to them. I didn't call them out on on comms or anything. I mean, but I mean, I was mad at first. I'm like, "Oh, they punted me!" And then someone looked at it and said it was netcode, and I went back and watched it. So I sent them all threatening emails. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> they're they're gonna get uh, get some in the mail. Yeah, Rob hunted them down. Uh, Rob, I want to get you. I want to bring you back in and get your uh, thoughts because. You did something that you hadn't quite done the other two 24-hour races. Uh, you stayed up most of the night with Bradley and I for the overnight portion. And uh, what, what was your experience with that? Oh, my brain. And it <laughs> took 36 hours at least to get That's myself said, right, right again. That's what I it's said. Because just... even when I went and laid down, like when I wasn't there, I was either on this couch directly behind me or in the one in the next room. And I'd just be laying there. Like I couldn't really sleep. I think my girlfriend said there was one point where she heard me snoring for a few minutes. But for the most part, I stayed up and it was, I'll still say it was definitely funner than the other ones as a result. Yeah, it's, so I'll definitely do that. It's again. unique. It's it's like uh, Bruce and I were talking one of these past two pre-episodes was uh, it's like, 
I don't know how to describe it. It's like giving yourself permission as a grown man to do something silly. Like, uh, that's exactly right. It. It's like, uh, somebody else would be like, what are you crazy? You did that. Yes, absolutely. I did. I'm a grown man. <laughs> I'm a free person. I think, I, I think I, you're I, more immersed. You're more immersed in the event though, by doing that, right? More aware yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you don't miss any of it. You know, what's going on. You're available. I mean, it's, it's a memory to hold. I mean, it's, you won't forget each one that you do. So. Yeah. I was glad to have you up. Um, I mean, I, I took a, I took three small hour and a half naps during that event. Um, one was from like eight to nine or something like that. Uh, the other was, um, geez, what was it? Two to something. And, uh, I forget when I got up, maybe it was, four o'clock or three 30, I set an alarm. Uh, and then I went, I did a stint and then I went back to sleep until about 11, 10 30, 11. And, and then I was up for the last part of it, but I sure was done through Sunday. I'm sure. I, I know Rob, you said you were mashed potatoes, your brain. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like my dad used to say like your brain's like a soup sandwich. <laughs> so yeah, that that's pretty much what it was like though. Like I said, but it was good. Like I I took a little nap. I forget for one hour early on, whenever because I had started doing the math of after the four hour delay, like when my first stint was going to be, and I was like, I'm just going to nap now, and then it really did help me to get through it. I took yeah. a little nap around I don't know, it was about 7 p.m. Eastern, 45 minutes or so, and then another one. 2 2.30 in the morning, somewhere around there, stuff for another hour, and then I was up, up for the rest. So yeah. by Sunday night, yeah, I was done. <laughs> you, yeah, you were radio silent, Bruce, for quite a while. Did you go to sleep right as soon as the race ended? Yeah, probably about a half hour later, yeah. I went to bed. <laughs> yep. And then, you know, slept for quite a while, and then woke up for dinner, and I was still, you know, how you get in that funk, and you never really wake up and that's right. that's where i was at i think i even mentioned it you guys were doing something i'm like yeah i'm still i'm out <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah or it was the other league it was a league race that was what it was there one of us running the, the dirt race at uh can am and i'm like yeah no no not happening I'm, yeah there's no way no way uh, there's no way um <laughs> yeah i know uh, bradley and i were were hitting the energy drinks i had one at at uh what was it like one or two in the morning? Yeah, I had mine. Like, I think I woke up from my nap at 12 at midnight and then I sat there and that pro- probably 30 minutes later drank my Ray's Baja Lime, which was delicious. It is good, isn't it? Discount it code is pretty good. good. Yeah, it was delicious. Um, and it worked. I mean, it got me go- ready and going for the race. Yeah, you were jacked I, up. Yeah, I was, I ran the uh, like the 2 a.m. to the 4 a.m. stint and I was, I was fine. I was really good. I, my problem was I had a raise before the, you know, the delay in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I was pumped up, ready to roll then. Yeah, everybody. Was, yeah, that's the problem. We were ready to go, and it's like, what a buzzkill. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was awful. Buzzkill is the right you word. Guys, yeah, well, they talk about a crash. You guys lucky you have your raise. After an energy drink, typically, you know, we, we all crashed after the big let go, let down when, the, you know, I racing crashed. Yeah, the wind the straight wind. from our sails. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, it was very deflating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was stuck with Ray's inferior competitors up here in Canada. <laughs> it was, it was and they just yeah, we, we won't, if, if you say their name, we'll censor it. 
Yeah, uh, I will bleep yeah. out. I swear to God. I'll, Don't I'll worry, they are out. definitely inferior. <laughs> definitely inferior because I had three giant ones, and like the third one was doing nothing. What, what, what energy <laughs> drinks do you guys have up in Canada? I mean, I assume it's just melted snow. Molson. <laughs> no, I was just I was just drinking just monks. Your, uh, yeah, the audience didn't hear what you just said. That was ble- I was re- that was removed. Yeah, it's such crap. <laughs> All jittery and crashy. And oh yeah, wasn't vibrating. Yep one one uh, one wrong move away from a cardiac arrest. <laughs> uh, um, but overall, I mean, I had a good time. It yeah, it was fun. Experience that it was. I had a good time. Now, now, how did it all work out with the um, bad weather brewery and, and the broadcast? Oh race? yes, yeah. I'm glad was- you reminded me of that. I was going to mention that. Um, so obviously one of our lovely sponsors of into the apex, bad weather brewing company, uh, they have, obviously they have a, a actual brewery in St. Paul, Minnesota. And, uh, we had a bad weather, uh, dedicated LMP two, uh, with some really good drivers and, uh, uh, Jeff Burmeister, who's one of the co-owners of the brewery and one of our drivers, um, actually, uh, broadcasted, uh, their drive, to 50 plus patrons at bad weather brewing company Saturday night. Uh, people were having some craft beers and watching, uh, our team car at the Daytona 24. And, and that is just absolutely awesome. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Do we got, any did, photos we don't have anything? any photos. I don't think, uh, it's, it's just uh, myth and legend right now, but <laughs> I knew, I knew it was in the cards. I actually made, and it's not accessible to the public, but I made a welcome page for the patrons. And I say patrons because we're very sophisticated, uh, of bad weather brewing company. And, uh, so this was kind of planned. We knew it was going to happen. Um, but it was a private kind of event thing. Um, but I mean, that's great. I mean, we enjoy having our, our beverages on into the apex on these, uh, on the show. Uh, but could you imagine being at a, a brewery and sitting and watching a 24 hour sim race? I mean, for us, that sounds like heaven. It sounds like a, a, a podcast needs to be recorded at bad weather brewing. Oh, yeah, it's in the cards, it's in the cards one day. Yeah. They go in 24 in uh, 2022. Yeah. Well, let's throw that, uh, throw that little tease out there. Mad Sim Racing and Into the Apex at the 2022 Daytona 24, already in the plans. Oh, it's yeah. it's happening. It's pretty much oh, yeah. a deal. It's it's in the plans. So stay tuned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, I'm glad you reminded me of that, Bruce, because that was uh, one of the highlights. Uh, and that team did well as well. I mean, I would yeah. say all of our all of our teams really performed uh, as top ten tier teams. I mean, there was nobody, I think, that wasn't competing for a top 10. And that's, I mean, you couldn't ask for better, no matter what split they were in. And I don't think we had any of our teams in the same split. Everybody was competing for a top 10. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I mean, there were 47 splits, I believe. So I guess uh, it's not so amazing that we all were (laughs) separate splits, but whatever. I thought somebody would team up with somebody. Yeah, Um, just didn't happen. I, I scrolled through the other day and we... We're all like one or two away from each other. Mm. Did we ever see who was in the highest split? Yeah. As far as uh, was it you? Yeah, we were in the highest at 17. 17. And you and even you noticed that you had some faster competitors. 
And for Bradley, Rob, and I, we know that you and Miles and you and that crew, you guys are, are fast. We can't keep up with you. I mean, that, could you imagine right. Rob and Bradley? Can you imagine the top split? Yeah, we I can. We'd be decimated. Yeah, we will. I mean, we've been in the top split before. We are a, top, a semi-top split team, right? We've been well, there in Interlagos. Here, this will, this will give you maybe a perspective. Um, top split completed 898 laps. Okay. Uh, the winner of our split, let's see here, let's find this. I think it was 19 laps behind that, if I remember right. Wow. Let's find it here. Right? Real. I was going to say, Tyler, I think we are top split material, but I think we're infamous top split material right now until we change our reputation. 885 was our split. So, yeah, 13 laps. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's, what, a minute 35 for us? I mean, it's like a minute 36, 37. That was what we were at. Yeah, so their laps have to be, God, what, what would they be? 32s. Most of Talk the about aliens. Absolute aliens. Yeah, yeah they're GTs are probably doing 40s yeah. and 41s That's, consistently. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, how do you even do that? Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's not a racing game. They're just, ex- they're, they're, did you, what did you say? The art. <laughs> I mean, what was that you word? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like, did you say the G word in reference to what we do? A virtual simulation. Simulation. It's not a game. <laughs> it's a give, give me your Alex Jones impression. <laughs> it's the globalists. Uh, the plus flags. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, it's like they they see everything. I mean, you if you're a top split and you're the best of the best, there's nothing that you leave out there on the track. Well, I recently put out and uh, some clips of the top split, like little highlight clips, really well awesome. shot. That's and awesome. I'm just in shock at how cl- how bumper to bumper the GTEs are running. Yeah, and nobody's spinning each other out and, and calling each other a wanker. I mean, that is not <laughs> bottom split experience right there. <laughs> That's the authentic iRacing. Yeah, experience. I want my iRacing experience where you don't stay bumper to bumper for half a lap and you get called a wanker. <laughs> that is the road racing experience. That's what we pay for. Yeah, and then you and you gain positions by twenty cars going off track in the first yeah, lap. Exactly. That's how you compete. That's how you gain. Yeah, that's how you yeah. gain iRating. Yeah, it's it's simply not. You don't have to be fast. You just don't wreck. I mean, it's it's true. There are no caution flags. That's that's road racing and iRacing. Well, I guess correction. You don't have to be fast in the first lap. You just don't. Right. Yeah. And and you can, over time, it balances out. If it's long enough race, it's going to be the right way. I mean, you're going to be overtaken. You're going to do the overtaking. If it's a short sprint race, that's uh, a different story. Now, I found the uh, Into the Apex team was split number 40. 40. Yep. Uh, that's way below your split. The great hire team split 43. Oh, wow. So then we had the uh, Madsen racing. Uh, see, the power headset Lambo was split 23. They were the second highest. I say, yeah. Are you they're, serious? They're yeah. GT3. They're GT3. Yeah, they were. That is right. So we didn't have GT3s in ours. Oh, you didn't? Uh, oh, we did. It was we, terrible. We did not. No. <laughs> Thankfully, we were glad for it. Yeah. It, it made traffic wow. brutal. I mean, we were lucky we didn't have any incidents with them. So for that last incident but it really wasn't their fault so um but yeah that, that made it tough because it seemed like inevitably we'd get up behind a gta and gt3 going into the bus stop and it was just 
what do you do? <laughs> Follow them through, I guess. You know, it, it was terrible as far as that goes. It made it, it made it tough, but on the other hand, it made it fun. Yeah, I can't imagine GT threes. Um, I mean, I can, <laughs> but I don't know why I'm being so dramatic on that point. Um, you can't imagine. <laughs> it, would be, it would be like the race we did, Tyler, but with GT three. Yeah, yeah, just like it. That is a hot class. take. That's a hot take. Uh, um, any opportunity to not wreck, we needed. Um, I had confidence, but uh, it's just yeah, you don't. I mean, multi class racing is is chaos sometimes. It's fun, but it's chaos, especially when you're the faster class. Yeah, it was fun as an Olymp- do you, Here's the question, I guess, for those for Tyler and Rob: Would you want to run into the Apex LMP next year, or go back down to another class? I. Oh, I'd have to do yeah. LMP again. I don't think I could go back to another car for that. Yeah, my my observation, I agree with you, Rob, because I tested the the BMW. I'm, I, I have a lot of seat time in the BMW GTE. Uh, I, I like it. I, I mean, I love it. I don't just cool. like it. I love it. And will the GTE even be an option next year? Well, that's, that's the next thing I was going to ask. But yeah. I felt safer in the LMP than I did in the GTE. That's, what, that's where I'll leave myself. I, I felt less skilled on braking in the GT. I felt like I could handle the, the, the uh, throttle up on the LMP2 without spinning out, especially after the adjustments and the weakening of it a little bit. I felt even better after that. Uh, and I ultimately, I mean, our team, ITA team, uh, didn't even come close to 100X over 24 hours, which is awesome. That's how we worked our way up. Uh, I felt like I was able to avoid any Xs. I was very cautious. Uh, so I felt comfortable in the LMP. I don't know about the GT. I feel like I would have tried to push it and break late and spun itself spun out. But like you said, kind of switching gears to the real Emza and the real 24 uh, GT Lama is, is gone very soon. Bradley, you want to fill us in on that news? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the latest news that's going around uh, and it's been posted on iRacing's forum and there's been questions about it. Um, of course we have a year till that happens, but yeah, this is GTLM's last season in Emza. Um, then it'll move to GTD Pro, which seems to be the same specs and everything that would be part of the GTD. It's just for the higher tier drivers, I guess. Um, at least that's what I gathered from the from the news release. Yeah. So I mean, the implications on that are questionable, I guess, for iRacing. Yeah, that would. I mean, I would be really upset and sad if the BMW GT somehow became obsolete. But we're partial to it. I know yeah, Rob, I mean, Rob's with us on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I love that. I got to keep the BMW MA. But, I mean, GTE still exists in the Le Mans or the uh, European series. So, I mean, it'll have a place. The question is, how are they going to handle that in iRacing and IMSA? Yeah. And I hear a German Shepherd that in the background of Bradley yeah. that is also upset about the. Yeah. yeah. He, likes, he likes his GTLM. Yeah. <laughs> Or he just gets mad when Brad talking correct. to ghosts. Uh, he says, you're not talking to me. Hey, why, why are you talking into that thing? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, what is iRacing going to do as far as that? I think the consensus of what people want on the forums is, yeah, okay, GTE and GTLM is gone. Let's scan some more GT3 cars and increase the options there, more modern GT3 cars. Yeah, I mean, modern as in the Dodge Challenger uh, or Dodge... Uh, 
<laughs> whatever the hell that the BMW is. Dodge Challenger. Yeah, the the Dodge BMW yeah. prototype GT3. Yeah, I mean, what are we missing as far as GT3 content? I mean, there's the Lexus, there's the Acura, there's what else we got? I mean, I have all the other ones. I think we do, so, right? I think. What what were some of those other cars? What are some of the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> we we have the Mercedes. We've got the Lamborghini. <laughs> we don't have we don't have Porsche. the Porsche. We don't have the Porsche GT3 though. Truly, uh, do. we yeah. have the Cup car, but not the true. What's wrong with those other Porsche. cars? Oh. They race pretty good. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what are some of the other cars? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that would be cool. But still, how do you? I mean, that's essentially going to reduce it to three classes unless we get a DPI and LMP2. Yeah, where's the DPI? Yeah, I mean, well now LMP3. Yeah, we're missing. We're missing oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're missing some things here. So yeah, get on that I racing. That's right. Yeah. You want to redeem yourself for that? Uh... <laughs> yeah. So yeah. What, here's here's what my ideal situation would be: give us more GT3 cars for the IMSA series, and maybe DPI, and take out. Give us throw the BMW M8 into the European Le Mans, or European series. Right now, you can only race the Porsche. Get rid of the Corvette. RSR and the Corvette. Is that so a controversial I, take? I don't like the Corvette. Yeah, I'm not a... I mean, I, I like it in our series, but I, I look forward to racing the BMW GT3. See, I, I prefer the BMW over any of the other GTE cars by far. I was a sheep and just bought what everyone else bought when it came Me too. out. Yeah, I, I bought it. it. I bought I mean, it. It's doable. I don't like it. I just do don't it. like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to waste it. I'll use it now and again, but my choice, first choice would be the BMW. Yeah, I came to that conclusion where I decided, you know, I'm I'm picking from when I have time and choose, hey, I'm going to run an official open road race. And I choose not to run the Euro Series because I don't feel like the LMP2 at the moment and I don't feel like the Corvette and I don't have the Porsche. Uh, so I'd go somewhere else. That's when I finally realized I just straight up don't like the, the Corvette GTE. I avoid it. I actively avoid it sometimes, most of the time. So it is what it is. Some people like it. I noticed some people that's all they'll race. I tried it at Nürburgring the other night because the Le Mans series is there uh, on iRacing. And uh, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. It's It feel, it drives different from the BMW. I don't know what I don't know what it is. It's a rear or mid-engine, right? It's different yeah. than a BMW. So yeah. I mean, it's fundamentally different than a BMW. We've talked about the sound. We don't like the sound. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, it's, it's weak. But... Something about just the way it drives too. I feel like I'm slower. I I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I didn't feel like at at the ring anyway. I didn't feel like the car was in the track. If you know what I mean. Yes, yeah. that's, you just described yeah. what I was trying to describe. That's yeah. it. Floats. Yeah, it's very light Floats around. Right, right. The, feed, the feedback in the wheel for me is always very light. Yes, it it feels like it's sliding around all over the place. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it at the start, and then I found that. I, I look at my lap times and it's like, I like, I somewhat like that, but then I realize I'm just too slow. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, I'm not super fast to begin with, but speaking you know, in terms of VR, I mean, it's, it's a nice cockpit. I mean, it's, especially at night. I enjoyed it at, uh, when we did Le Mans, but I mean, it's like everything else is against it as far as the driving feel. I mean, I, I, I could race it fast. I mean, you had some good times in it, in the MSR challenge road challenge. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a competitive car. I mean, it's a race car. Yeah, it's a race yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. It drives pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can you can go around, go around, make a good lap, but you can, you can race against other cars in it. Yeah. 
So to paraphrase, really fun to spit yeah, in. Yeah, Pretty much. Fun to to spit in. Got, it's better than not racing. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Another hot take for everybody. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, you could sit at home and watch TV or you could drive to vet. It's like out of those two choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're getting close to the Madsen Racing Rat Party. Uh, all of the Daytona, all of the 30 plus Daytona drivers are have been invited to a Friday night uh, fun run, drink beverages. Uh, as we always do on Into the Apex on a Friday evening, as you can probably tell at this uh, hour mark, uh, we always uh, loosen up a little bit, have a good time. Um, so we're going to do some of that, and we're looking at uh, a little bit of Talladega at night with some a little bit of shaking and bacon. Yep, a little bit of shaking and bacon <laughs> using the uh, Talladega nights uh, with just headlights to uh, light the way. It's going to be terrifying for whoever's leading on the high, high and low line because you're not going to see much. Uh, dirt racing, demolition derby, uh, Indy, uh, IRO one and F one car versus Mazdas at Lime Rock, a little fast versus slow chaos. Uh, <laughs> that's what's in the store for us tonight. Um, but yeah, that's the Daytona 24. That's a wrap on the Daytona 24 for 2021. Uh, the endurance teams out there, you look ahead to Bathurst. We'll be covering some Bathurst, uh, over the next month. Uh, you've got the real Daytona 24 happening. We'll be covering some of that as well. Uh, and the Daytona 500 coming up. Uh, hopefully you don't have any terrifying moments like last year's. Uh, racing season's back. Officially back. Real racing to follow and watch and enjoy. Kicks off this weekend. Before you know it, you'll have me and Rob talking F1 while Bradley is oblivious in the background and then knows nothing. I'll just go do something else. Just right. Yeah, you'll just punch, out. Just punch out while me and Rob talk about the uh, <laughs> intricacies of uh, Lewis I'll go, uh, I'll, go, I'll go walk my dog while you do F1 second. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he, he liked the sound of it. You don't know what you're missing. Don't know what you're missing. <laughs> but uh, that, that does it for us. We appreciate everyone following us for Daytona. We hope you stick with us if you tuned in. Especially you, Jason. <laughs> Love you. Uh, we, uh, we hope you stick with us if you tuned in just for Daytona coverage uh, because there is uh, a year-round effort here, and we're with you every week on Into the Apex. Uh, we appreciate Bruce Perry joining us. He's going to be fourth Mike uh, here on a rotation. We're going to try to keep four guys in here and have a good time uh, between Bruce and Patrick and whoever else from the team wants to jump in uh, and keep it lively. Uh, but we appreciate it. We will see everybody next week on Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.